Tech Yam Podcast. All right, we're recording. We're live for episode. What episode is it? Sixteen. Is it sixteen? I think it's sixteen because my mom has now found out what a podcast is. Mm-hmm. So she's gone back and listened to almost every episode, and and text me today when episode sixteen is coming out. Speaking <laughs> of your mom, we've been talking, and uh, I got a I got a message from her here that uh, we'll read when we get to the to the mailbag. To the uh, Techia mailbag, we can talk about it. Freaking Maria. Yeah, I'm pretty on excited. The, I'm pretty on excited. On the treadmill, on the elliptical, whatever she's doing, listening to podcasts. Amazed. She's like, she can't believe what a podcast is. Like, she, and Julia just recently went through this thing um, where I, I downloaded whatever podcast app. I think, I'm pretty sure it's just po- the Apple podcast app. Mm-hmm. And she ha- had no idea what a podcast podcast was and i downloaded this app i downloaded of course our podcast and she just went searching i go just like look for whatever you want like all you got to do is just type in anything so she's into running and she's got these couple of running podcasts and she's completely addicted to them it's a it's it's amazed me as anybody in the world that doesn't love podcasts like they're so good yeah i i think it's you either love podcasts or you don't know they exist yeah, and it's because it's like you just don't realize that there's one for every. Like there's there's a, not even one. There's a hundred for everything, right? So like, no matter what you're into, there's like a great pro- a podcast for you. You know, it's just yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it's super crazy. Um, I've I've listened to while listening to podcasts some takes on what makes podcasting so interesting and how unique it is in our you know, like the timeline of information sharing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really crazy to to think the capacity of our brains where, you know, it, we once thought that literature, you know, like really deep, big, complicated, hard to read literature was kind of like the the peak of our understanding. And still most people have a really hard time following some of those old, books that are written kind of weird and just very long and elaborate literature and then you've got this like slow degradation of the complexity of you know whether it's books and then radio comes out and then tv and you know uh 10 minute videos on youtube and it just kind of keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller and then this podcast phenomenon takes off and now you can sit and listen to a three-hour podcast on model trains or something how'd you know how'd you know i'm a i'm a big train podcaster dude, I, can, I can tell dude you look yeah i bet you look amazing in a conductor's hat oh you wouldn't i have a couple and uh i look amazing in all of them i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> so how's your week been bill like um what's what's happened to you since we last checked in well um i had just got that ipad that i was telling you about with that app for flight oh yeah your uh what do they call it your uh your flight satchel or what do they call it electronic flight bag yeah your flight satchel yeah so that's pretty that's i like that electronic flight satchel i didn't know i I forgot what it was called so i'm glad i got that close actually really close um so i did a couple of streams i was able to connect it to the simulator and practice with it on the simulator in a safe environment where i don't really have to look outside of the airplane i can just play with the 
app as I'm flying, and it connects as if it's a real plane. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the app thinks it's a real plane because it it will log the flight as if it happened. That's pretty so cool. I went up, yeah, it's really really cool. Um, so I I went up with a friend last night. We did um, John Wayne to Ontario, which is like a 15 minute flight, and then did couple of touch and goes at Ontario and came back and it was the first time taking the app in the air and it was freaking awesome. That sounds fun. That sounds pretty neat that you could like do it on, you know, like on your online system and have it all integrate like real life. Like, you know, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Practices. Yeah. And in, in a safe environment, I mean, it's, I would say it's even more game changing than the, um, those health watches, you know, like Fitbits and that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. where once you wear those and go for a run and go, oh my god, look at all the information that you can get from it. It's it's the same kind of like, oh my god, look at all the look at everything I have now at my disposal, um, kind of reaction. But I think even more so because you've got the navigation and the safety side of it. So very very impressed. That sounds cool. Yeah. What else? Do anything awesome. else fun this weekend? Not really. No, we just took down all the Christmas decorations. Oh, and that's a sad time. Cleaned up. Feel nice. You know, like Sunday night, everything's clean. House is clean. Mm -hmm. Everything's put away. Garage is reorganized. Candles yeah. on. Making some pizza. I feel like this is the first weekend of officially, like, the holidays are over. You yeah, know what I mean? Like it's, it's the best feeling. It's 2019 time. Let's move past this fun and games of the holiday season. <laughs> and let's, like, let's get with it, you know? It's amazing. I love it. It's a great feeling. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time of year. How's your week been? Uh, pretty good. Um, kind of normal stuff. You know, work's still been very busy, even coming out of the holidays. Um, but it's always weird, like, the beginning of the year. Yeah, everyone's kind of doing their, their, uh, you know, their assessments for last year, doing a bunch of reporting, and, you know, there's all this, like, what are we going to do this year up in the air still? So it's, it's weird, but it's fun in, in a way. You know what I mean? Like... It, it, there's a lot of planning going on. It's kind of pla the planning mode. I feel like is the fun part of marketing. So, um, so that part's not so bad. But um, yeah. and this weekend I've been doing nothing but playing Escape from Tarkov. Have you seen that game? No. It's a Russian game. Um, <laughs> it's like a. It's not really like a. It's a shooter. It's first person, and you basically go into these maps, and you have like a, a character. And anytime you die, you drop all your stuff, right? So you have, like, a little box of stuff you can take with you. But you basically, like, plan these runs, right? Where, like, you don't take anything too expensive. You go out and you basically try and, like... There will be, like, um, like non-player enemies scattered around the map. But also, like, players can go on the map as their main character. Or they can control like npcs right they call them scavs they're like non like non rpg players you know it's kind mm -hmm. of weird hard to describe but um so you the point is to go out and like just take a pistol and go out there and kill somebody and steal all their armor and steal all their guns and then find an evac and bring the stuff out so you can like equip it on your dude on subsequent runs you know and so you you kind of build this like armory of like okay like I, now I got a collection of like these guns that I like, and this body armor that I like, and helmets, and like, uh, and then you can kind of go out and try and like you know accomplish different tasks and stuff. Cause when you're like all 
kind of ready for war. And uh, it's fun, is man. It in Russian? It's no, it's in English. I mean, there's a lot okay. of Russian in it, but there's an English yeah. client. Um, and it's really fun. Like, it definitely brings that level of tension that like PUBG does. You know, where you hear some footsteps and you can't really tell where they are, but you know they're really close. And oh, it's the be- it's the best part of PUBG. Yeah, you're trying to watch everywhere. It feels like every this feels like that in small like like smaller things so they happen more that happens all the time when you're in this game right like mm, um okay especially when you know like like shit like i brought like an ak-47 out here like that's an expensive gun you know i can't afford to die like this and someone like hit you in the leg with a shotgun and your leg is like dead right and so you can only like limp and so you're just like limping and bleeding and trying to get to an evac and it's like, I don't think I'm going to make it. Like, I'm just bleeding too much. And then you just, like, kill some other guy. And he had, like, bandages and painkillers on him. And you're like, fine, like, freedom. Like, I can make it. You know, it's it's incredible. It feels really good. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a fun game. Um, so I've been doing that, like, nonstop this weekend. It's been, like, my whole weekend. And I went and bought a Gundam. But, um, so, you know, just uh, hanging out, having a good time. Having a nice uh, single guy weekend. You're such a hardcore gamer. I am kind of a hardcore gamer. Were we saying on, on Friday that... Oh yeah, you were saying I was a gamer or whatever. Although I did kill him on Friday, so it felt pretty good. <laughs> it felt pretty good. Oh my god. That that game was uh, Call of Duty for Zombies. Yeah, Call of Duty for Zombies. Not, not a fan of it, dude. I don't like it either, so... I never play Zombies. That was the first... It makes stuff too cute. It is, and it's too, like, it's too supernatural in a way. Like, it's almost, you know, it's 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 a little too much, but the I don't first like it one, either. Yeah, the first, I think the first one was World at War. Yeah, it was World at War. I think War. that was, the Nazi zombies was the first time they did that game mode. And I, I loved it. I freaking loved it. It was simple. It was, like, nerve-wracking, fast-paced. And when you start having to like up the ante every time mm-hmm. for sales numbers to keep, you know, everybody engaged. It's just, it turns into a mess sometimes. Yeah. It's too complex for me. I, I have no interest in that zombies mode, but uh, it was fun yeah. on Friday. I did good. Yeah, you did. I finally felt like I was like, cause Mike always wins at the, at the stupid games we play. Cause we always play like, you know, like whatever games that he's practiced on a million well, times. I mean, maybe not even practice a million times, but it's always like he chooses some like indie game that's couch co-op that I I have no idea. You know, like I have no idea what we're doing, and um, you know, he play even if he doesn't own it, he played it like twice before we got down there. You know, <laughs> so like he still knows right. how to play yeah. better than we do, and so it gets so disheartening. You're like, man, I always lose, but so it felt I good. I bet to- you, I bet you, he. If he doesn't play them, he at least watches them like gameplay videos. I'm sure he does. Minimum. He always knows the buttons, but it's always <laughs> like like two out, like an hour in, we're about to close up. He's like, "Oh, you just gotta press this button." And you're like, "What are you? What? Like, why have you not told me that?" Yeah. What are you throwing? Oh, those are mines. What a scum! Like, what, what, a, you, what a scumbag! What a scumbag! All right, it's it's time for emails. We're like we're way too loose today. I think it's because it's like late and we're at home. Um, I gotta keep us on track because we're making podcasts here. Love it. Okay. Man, all right. This fine. Is fine. All right. You ready for the mailbag? 
Mailbag. Tech yeah, mailbag. Tech yeah, mailbag. Check. I could actually play like some drops or something since we're at home, but uh, oh, we just did. Yeah, that's true. That was a good drop. Um, this is from Maria Forelli. Oh, that's a. <laughs> I know. Recognize that name. You know what's funny? Like because I get all these emails on my phone. Like, um, like all the techy ass stuff is just like logged in on my phone. Like I don't have it logged in anywhere else. Uh, yeah. And so, um, I just like pick up my phone and it's just like message from Maria Forelli and I'm like what is going on like like what like what I I know that name like who's that oh that's Bill's mom like what is happening oh my god that's awesome yeah but it's great um so she sent us an email um you can send the emails to us at techiapodcast at gmail.com and uh, we'll read it I promise Whatever it is we'll read any and all emails sent to us we love the input so send us an email we'll be happy to read it but Maria Forelli says, okay, the subject is Baby Boomer Needs Help. Mm. <laughs> Hi, boys. Love listening. I've learned so much. I'm a baby boomer that is actually afraid of tech stuff. Oh, I know the feeling, you know, so don't worry, Maria. Uh, I've recently purchased a Samsung 9 from Verizon and cannot figure out how to get rid of the advertisements that pop up. Where could a scared old lady of techie stuff find the answer? Thank you. All right. So, Bill, do you have any suggestions? Because I know you are a member of the Samsung Galaxy. Yeah. Was it a Note so 9 family? She, she's referring to the S9. The so S9. she has a Galaxy S9. And I have actually seen this issue live in person. And I mm-hmm. think she was uh, reaching out to the Techia yeah mailbag at techiapodcast yeah at gmail.com because I was unable to solve the problem doesn't she know that you that the mail goes to you again <laughs> <laughs> but actually i looked up the problem okay. um and it's, and it's on the lock screen that she's getting the ads come up so it's 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 gonna be some kind of application issue right so that's really where it's gonna get mucky and i'm sorry maria because i know that this is exactly not the answer you want but it's it's going to take some tooling around, right? Because it's probably an app that's been installed that, you know, has some kind of weird advertising, you know, tool in it, right? And that's pushing those ads to you. So the reality is you got to go back and you got to see, like, what's doing this. My suggestion would be to make sure and test what's going on is... Boot that thing into safe mode and see what happens. See if the ads are gone. Because that's going to tell you, like, okay, it's an application doing this. And to boot into safe mode, you're going to long press the power button. And it's going to turn into a safe mode button. You just tap that button and it'll reboot. And I think if you do that, see where you're at. See what happens when you boot out of safe mode into normal again. Give it a try. And uh, if it's fine in safe mode and is not, you know, the ads all come back. You gotta start deleting apps, stuff that you've installed, and uh, hopefully, one will clear it up. That's all I got. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what what I found as well. I don't know. I don't know if we did the reboot thing, so that's that's a good um, suggestion. Because I will. So... A lot of what I found was people uninstalled the app that was causing the issue, but like it never. Until they booted into safe mode and rebooted it again, it never like unhooked. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it yeah. kept pushing yeah. the ads until they ran did like a safe boot cycle. So okay, it's worth a shot. That's what I got yeah. for you, Maria. Hopefully it helps. And uh, helps or not, I really appreciate the email and the techyabpodcast at gmail.com. That, that's huge. It's so huge. Cool. cool. All right. And I got another email. I forgot to read this one because we missed a, a, a day around the holidays. Um, but we can answer it now. And this is from uh, from Alec, AMX. And he said... Frequent uh, correspondent. Frequent correspondent. A-plus fan. Wants to know, do we have any cool, interesting traditions for Christmas and or New Year's? Um, Bill, do you have any traditions for the holidays you like to do? I do. I like to make, uh, on Christmas Eve, bacala. And it is salt-cured cod. It's an Italian, um, like, traditional Italian meal. And I kind I make it in, I guess you'd call it, like, a... Sicil- like a poor Sicilian style mm-hmm. meal. So it's basically like a fish soup with tomato sauce and tomato. That's uh, yeah, tomatoes, um, potatoes, garlic, onion, um, and the salt cured cod. So I, I make that every every Christmas Eve. It takes about all together like three or four days to make because you have to let the so the the fish soak in water. In like a brine or like you just leave it on the counter in like submerged in water and it it's it draws all the salt out of it. So you Mm -hmm. have to like rinse rinse out the water, put new water in a couple times a day, and it takes all the salt because it's just covered in salt. Sounds disgusting. It's delicious. I freaking love it. Sounds real (laughs) gross. Uh as for me, I usually go home for Christmas, so that's that's back down to San Diego and um I wouldn't say have any traditions, but like, um, it's kind of one of the few times a year my brothers are around and my, my next oldest brother usually spends Christmas Eve with my, with me at my sister's house. And so we usually end up playing video games like the old days together, uh, on Christmas Eve. That's kind of a thing. I think that that kind of traditionally happens. So this year it was Smash Brothers. Um, it's always something silly, you know, but, and now that my nephew's kind of getting older and has video games, like sometimes we play his stuff, but, um, it's a fun time where we get together and get to play some video games or at least talk games. Um, That's and, cool. and yeah, we do that every year. It's kind of like, like bro down time on Christmas Eve, you know? Um, so it's pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I like that. Alec, thank you very much for emailing techyapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we really appreciate it. And like we said, we will read your email. So send us one. Because we'd love to hear from you. No matter what it is. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. You can CC us on emails that you're sending other people. We'll read them. We'll read them. Out loud. Yeah. It could be like... It doesn't matter. You could be complaining about like Amazon customer service or something. We'll jump in there. You know? Absolutely. That's we'll... one of our favorite topics. That's one of our favorite topics. <laughs> okay. So, Digging let's... on Amazon. We're, we're, that's our specialty. Speaking... Of taking on Amazon. Um, my my news story today is not about Amazon, but it's about someone else we dick on professionally. Um, it's about Apple, and this was from CNBC last week. Um, oh, Apple, you bastards. So the headline of the story is, Apple just lost a Facebook. Market value declines since peak exceeds value of nearly any U.S. company. All right? And so what's going on? In three months, Apple has lost 
452 billion dollars in market capitalization, including tens billion? of billion. Yeah, including tens of billions on Thursday alone, as they sank more as their stock sank further. Apple shares have fallen. Four hundred and fifty-two billion dollars. Billion dollars. Apple shares have fallen by thirty-nine point one percent since October third, when the stock hit a fifty-two week high of two thirty-three forty-seven a share, with its market cap down about six hundred and seventy-four billion. Those losses are larger than any than than individual value of four hundred and ninety-six members of the S and P five hundred, including Facebook and J.P. Morgan. Microsoft, Amazon, Alphabet, and Berkshire Hathaway are the only S&P 500 members with larger market caps than Apple's loss since its recent high. To put the Apple market value plunge in context, $446 billion is more than double the size of Wells Fargo, more than three times the size of McDonald's, more than five times the size of Costco, and ten times the size of Raytheon. Apple gave a sudden warning to investors on Wednesday afternoon lowering its fiscal first quarter revenue guidance. Wall Street reacted with one analyst saying this will represent Apple's biggest miss in years, and another saying the company's announcement raises more questions than answers. Apple CEO Tim Cook's letter to investors blamed a variety of factors for the guidance cut, including declining iPhone revenue and China's weakening economy. Apple stock closed Thursday, trading down 10% at a 142% 19 a share. So 233 is their high. 142 is their new low. Good God. Yeah, Apple fucking up. Like, that whole story is just, man, Apple is fucking up. <laughs> oh. Okay, so... I I just bought my first Apple product since, like, personally... That was a since mistake. Since that video iPod. You made a mistake. Um, and it was that iPad mini and as much as I love the app that I got the iPad for, dude, that, that OS is maddening. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you there. It is kind of crazy. Um, and you know, like I said, I think we've talked about the Apple quite a bit and I think we both have had a, um, a not for us, but we like the device's kind of attitude towards it. You know, like, we can appreciate the craftsmanship into it. Yeah, no, it's a, that's perfectly <coughs> It's It's just not for us. Yeah, but, um, but, but obviously, it's not for a lot of people right now. Yeah. I mean, do you think that's really... I mean, he, you know, um, Tim Cook blames the iPhone declining iPhone revenue. I mean, if you just take that in a vacuum... You know they've they've lost market share. I the sense that I get is that people are starting to realize that there's other options out there. Yeah, and I think um, you know Chinese phone companies, at least as far as the Asian market, are scooping up a lot of that with their premium handsets. You know they're making much better, like they're making much more affordable. Uh, premium handsets in Asia um, than the iPhone that I think are starting to have as much appeal in Asia as the Apple as the iPhone does. I think the iPhone got even too commonplace in Asian markets. You know, like it, it lost its luster as like a, a premium piece. And I'll say even in the United States, like it's definitely not 
cool to have an iPhone anymore. Like, you know, I think people might be like, it's kind of expected in some social circles, but it's definitely not like a status symbol like it once was, you know? Um, yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a, it's so common that it's just kind of turned into a, you know, like you're a hipster if you don't have an iPhone. Yeah, like you're weird for not having one, right? Which, right. Which I don't think is the, um, the image that drives demand. You know what I mean? Like I think that 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 kind of that premium, um, this is what you need to aspire to. Kind of uh, mentality is really what what kind of drove the fervor for iPhones, and as they're just more of a common, pl- you know, like. It's like toilet paper, right? Like, you know, like if everyone has it, there's nothing sexy about it. You know, it's, it's just like, uh, yeah, we got it in our house, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. Yeah. And they, they tried to sell it. I mean, all the ads, even the new ads, <laughs> there was, there was one that played today when we were watching one of the football games and it was the guys in the colored jumpsuits running around. Mm-hmm. And we were both looking at the, this ad going like, what the hell is this? And it was like weird and quirky and had funky music and it's artsy. And Julia's like, man, it's got to be some kind of technology. It's got to be a phone, right? And I go, yeah, it's probably, it's got to be an iPhone. And sure enough, it was an iPhone. Mm-hmm. So they're still trying to hammer in that like, um, you know, quirky, artistic, unique, uh you know, like yeah, we're for artists that. and creators, and yeah, yeah. yeah if no. you're into like weird, different music, and you're a painter or you're a writer, you know, you you're unique. Mm-hmm. You should have an iPhone. And like you said, there's nothing unique about iPhones anymore. Well, it's like yeah, if it's like that kind of hot topic effect, right? It's like this. You can only like push counterculture so far when it's like the most popular thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like. Yeah, like it's, it just becomes mainstream. It's it's mainstream, you know. Like you can't, you can only get so big while claiming to be the other guy, you know. And I think um, once you kind of hit that saturation point, you either have to embrace it or, or I think as Apple's doing, like you kind of just lose that 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 motivation for people to be hungry for it. You know, when you're just another phone now, then other phones in the market start to start to become just as appealing, right? Like. Like, when there's nothing special about it, then you really realize, like, oh, like, this, you know, this Huawei Mate 10 is, like, you know, it's going to last me 50% longer because the battery is huge. And, yeah. You know, I kind of like... the battery. Yeah, and I like having a headphone jack or, you know what I mean? Like, whatever yeah. the thing is, yeah. um, you know, those become selling points now. And, you know, like, uh, yeah, I don't think Apple's done a great job kind of uh, with the Chinese market, right? I think that... From from someone that sees a lot of people that come back and forth from China and Taiwan, I think there was a time when iPhones were very much like the device to have, especially as like an international traveler. And I think now, like most of those people I see carry Huawei phones or Xiaomi phones, like like Chinese made phones or Korean phones, right? Or Samsung. So it's it's not um, it's just not that era anymore where. You know, like, uh, like they're they're just the the it thing to have, but these numbers are they've lost are just just staggering. Like, there's just this amount of of market capital is it's insane to think how much, uh, how much devaluation that is. You know, like like it's it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, and, and I also I read somewhere that Tim Cook was talking about. 
um, you know, kind of the outlook and that, what was the number? Like 350 million? That can't be right. There was some, whatever the number was, like they were projecting how many, how many iPhone users are in their upgrade window mm-hmm. and trying to project, you know, oh, future yeah. revenue and mm-hmm. stuff. And you're just like, dude, that if I was Tim Cook, I would be scared shitless over that amount of your business up for grabs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why they spend so much money on advertising because, you know, there's so many people that are that are in the market for a phone at any given time. Well, I think they really price people out of their upgrades. You know, like I think there was a time when you know we had like that was always a thing. Like you got the free phone, right? Like 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 the yeah. you know the the old. I don't know if this is like old man talk now because it seems so recent. But the old scam was you didn't pay for phones, right? You just paid your your cell contract, but that was always, you know, a hundred dollars a month, anyways, right? Like, and the phone was included, but part of that was like your two year contract that was paying off the cost of your phone, right? And then they yeah. switched to this model where you know you'd pay like you weren't necessarily in a contract. But, you know, you'd lease your phone from the phone company for $26 a month. And, you know, your bill would basically be the same, right? Like, and now, like, it's kind of still that program. But, you know, if you had an iPhone, you want to upgrade to the newest iPhone. And you're, you know, you're talking 50 extra dollars a month or something. Like, like it's, it's a, it's definitely a sticker shock if you're trying to, kind of stay on that upgrade cycle and look at like what the cost is. Cause you know, you're talking like, you know, three iPhones is like a car payment. You know what I mean? Like if you got a family, <laughs> you got to get phones yeah. for all, you know, it's, it's crazy. And, um, and I think when people see that, when people see that number, people that at one point were used to not paying for their phone, then got used to paying $30 a month for their phone to like, to see these numbers just jump and jump and jump. Um, at a rate that is not, you know, in line with kind of what they're used to, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to, to sign off on that, you know? So uh, go ahead. You know, it's, it's 750 million active iPhones worldwide with 350 million of those, um, in an upgrade window over the next 12 to 18 months. Mm. So they're looking at $130 billion in cash, in net cash. So almost uh, half of their phones are doing upgrades. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's see, what is, what is T-Mobile charge for an iPhone? Well, how did, you, how did you buy your phone? Did you go through the carrier or did you go direct? I went direct. Okay, that's what I did too. So I went, I went with like the Samsung financing. I bought the phone direct through Samsung. Um, you know, essentially you get like a line of credit through the company and, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same, it's basically the same price. And I, and the reason I did it because it was, it was 50 bucks, maybe more cheaper than going through um, Verizon's uh, upgrade, like going through the carrier. Mm-hmm. So I just, I bought the phone from Samsung. They sent me a phone. I put my old phone in a box, sent it back, got refunded like 150, 200 bucks for my old phone which mm-hmm. was crazy and just make the same you know kind of like 28 dollar payment per month for two years kind of deal so they keep it this they keep the numbers in the duration pretty much the same as the carriers 
But yeah. you get a you know, you get trade in value. I mean I've bought my last two phones outright. I mean they're both Huawei's. They were like three mm. and four hundred dollars respectively, like one after the other. Yeah. But they're fine. You know what I mean? When I think about it, that would be ten months of a phone payment. You know what I mean? It's just like all right, you know, it's it's so easy to manage when you look at like what you pay over time for these other phones, you know. Um I just the math's so bad on what you end up paying for a cellular phone. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, but looking at what what stands out to me with this drop in price is those those four other S&P 500 companies that you mentioned, mm-hmm. you've got Microsoft, which is a software company. You've yeah. got Amazon, which is a web services and an e-commerce site. Mm-hmm. You've got Alphabet, which is essentially an advertising platform. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then you got Berkshire Hathaway, which is a real estate and financial company. None of those companies actually make anything. Yeah, Apple's the only one that manufactures. Yeah, so yeah, you, for sure. Micro, I mean, all all those come well. Microsoft, Amazon, and Alphabet all like dabble in in production. But yes, you're correct. Right, that, that yeah, their the main core source. of their business, yeah. yeah, where they're making most of their money is is not through the hardware sales. Apple, their the majority of their money is made off of iPhone sales, device sales. Mm-hmm. So if anything happens with that and because they've been so rigid with the iOS, with the hardware, you know, batteries, They've had some bad press with the phones bending, with the battery, you know, the phone slowdown scandal and all that stuff. It just, it doesn't take much for people to go, meh, I'm going to go someplace else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where where else are you going to go for your search engine? Mm-hmm. Where else are you going to go to to buy that new pack of batteries? Where are you going to go to, you know, uh, log on to the internet, you know, or... What and, operating system are you going to use? And the way are those companies gonna... like monetize your, you know, the way that they make their money is so like secondhand, you know, even, even Amazon <coughs> who you're directly making payments to for your product. It's like, well, I'm going to buy this anyway. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. them taking their cut isn't really something you notice, you know what I right. mean? So it's like, um, or Apple's is so direct, you know, you got to hand them that money or you got to keep paying them. You know, it's, uh, it's very different when you're kind of buying that 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 hard yeah, you're product. Making a choice. Yeah, you're making yeah, a I mean, choice. It's just, it's just like you know, GM. GM starts making really crappy cars, and people stop buying the cars, so they shut down factories. Mm. You know, it's that's it. That's they, it. They made a decision. Your product isn't good enough. Customers will make a decision, and you will not get money. So you guys heard it here first. Bill has told us Apple is shutting down their factories. They're closing them down. They're closing Goodbye, them down. Apple. Goodbye. <laughs> China is falling down. apart. Your iTunes account is getting shut down tomorrow. Yeah, you better post uh, on Facebook that you know some chain mail link about. Apple's I can't think done. of a good one. Yeah, Apple's done. If I share this, then I can't get sued or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Take that. I'm gonna remove that part. Um, <laughs> All right, but what what do you got for us? What's your story after that sad Apple news? Very sad. Well, we have happy news out of NVIDIA. NVIDIA. Uh, had their keynote for CES 2019, and they have released the RTX 2060 GPU. 
2060. This just happened moments ago, actually. Moments ago. This is hot off the press, breaking news. You heard it here first. It will cost you just about 350 bucks. Just about. And, almost. Yeah, almost. Um, compared to the 2070, which is uh, 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's a good deal cheaper than the 2070. Um, and it was literally just announced so we don't have much besides what uh, nvidia has in their little glossy presentation but according to nvidia um it is going to be uh higher performing than the 20 than the 1070 ti mm-hmm. that's what i heard and 60 yeah 60 percent faster than the uh 1060 that it is replacing which is the card that i have dang you so better upgrade 60 percent faster looks like you need to upgrade Damn. Better upgrade. So it can it it claims Nvidia claims that it could run GTA five with ray tracing at sixty frames per second at high on fourteen forty. Hmm. Now the funny part about that is that they do have the caveat that they're assuming you have a core i nine processor. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's, I saw that. I was like, you guys are such jackasses. Of course. Of course I'm going to buy the budget card and have a freaking $500 processor coming along. Yeah, there. who's that? Who's that? The benchmark for? Oh, my that's God. So dumb. I don't, I don't. That's funny. That's, that's, that's very NVIDIA. Very NVIDIA. And even like the 1440 thing, too. You're just like, if you're If you're buying a 1060, you probably have a 1080 high refresh rate monitor. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at some uh, some of the stuff they showed. I'm scrolling through. I mean, we knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. It's not a surprise that they have a 2060. Um, I think the price point is pretty good. The considering... price point is actually pretty good. It's a hundred bucks more expensive than the 1060 was. In general, I think I got mine for like 260 or something. So it's like in you know the mid twos up yeah twos, but I, I think you'll probably see what like non um non-reference when these start, like start coming out you'll start seeing 300 dollars ones you know like mm-hmm. the 349 one will be the nvidia branded you know reference board two fan yeah. you know day of launch version right then you'll start seeing the in ships you know the evgas and stuff will all start popping out you'll start seeing them come down a little bit yeah so which is which is good and I, so this is you know what we talked about um, in the last episode about how expensive these GPUs are, and it's kind of been a bummer. Um, this is a good price point, and the performance seems to be pretty high to the point where, if you're a 900 series or even a 10 series, but like an early adopter 10 series, for 350 bucks, you're going to see a huge bump. Yeah, I'd say even if I was on a 1060 right now, which you are. Yeah. I mean, I'd be like, hey, when they get down, you know, if I start seeing a deal mm-hmm. I like, maybe I'll scoop one up. Yeah, like, like I would definitely be having that thought, you know. Like, I have a 1080 100%. right now, and I'm like, well, you know, it's starting to get, you know, it's getting to a point where it's like, maybe I do need one of these 20 series. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've got, you've got the RTX in there, so, you know, you're kind of, you know, not to use the FP phrase, but, you know, future-proofing to some extent, um, some of the AAA title, I still don't think RTX is going to be. I mean, that's a two-year. We're two years out before that really becomes something that you might want to look into. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I know. During the, uh, the 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 keynote, they also talked about. I guess they're doing some OBS tie-in to make single PC streaming better on NVIDIA cards. Uh, there weren't a lot of details, but that seemed pretty exciting. They're calling uh, announcing OBS Pro quality broadcasting on single PC. So for the twenty for the twenty series cards, I don't know if it's just going to be twenty series, right? I, it's, I mean, I would assume that this is a twenty series keynote, but um, you know, I think it's something that they could. I think if they better supported it and tied it in with OBS, they could definitely um, optimize that a to. bit, right? Yeah. Because I can tell you, even from you know the streaming setups with OBS and the way you have to hook into video sometimes, like if the video card was really like directly outputting that to your stream, it could definitely perform better. You know, like uh, so that's pretty exciting. I like seeing the the uh, the uh, streaming news. It's a good yeah, I, I do too. Um it's a it's a good start to twenty twenty I almost said twenty sixteen. Uh, it's a good start to twenty nineteen though, because twenty eighteen was so bad for PC hardware mm-hmm. that this this is actually a price point that I think is going to move some actual products and push gaming forward a little bit more. And that's awesome. They're giving away, you know, even VR, like yeah. VR capabilities in this. Mm-hmm. It's got, it's. I mean, if it's faster than a twenty seventy Ti, it's it's going to be great in VR. You get a free copy of Anthem or Battlefield Five when you buy a twenty sixty. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, can I just take the cash? I know. Have you seen Anthem yet? Is that a game you have any interest in? I don't really have any interest in it, but I have. I've been following the development a bit, and it's another one of those. How much of what they're promising are they going to actually deliver? Yeah, I'm excited. I I am. I'm excited in like a uh, like you're excited to watch a fight. Way excited, right? Like, like I'm excited it could get ugly. I'm excited it could be cool. I'm excited. You know what I mean? Like, there's. Mm-hmm. I'm excited that it's so full of possibility, right? Like, I think it's so rare that we have games that like you see trailers coming out for, and it's like so divisive there's so many people that are so into it and so many people that are shitting all over it like um it's gonna be a story when that game comes out so that that, that yeah. part i'm excited about yeah it's definitely not gonna be like hey anthem's out and it was good and yeah yeah anyway, it's like not. it reminds me of when destiny first launched i don't know if, i don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that era but i remember those trailers were playing a lot like the live action uh, do you it remember that? Amazing. Do you remember that commercial? It was, what, what, oh yeah. What song played? I gotta watch. I gotta hold. I gotta pull this up. You're gonna hear the Destiny trailer. Because uh, I'm trying to remember what song they played on the first Destiny. Yeah, Become Legend. Is that what it was? Official trailer from Destiny 2014. This might be really bad. That was four years ago. Good lord. Oh, this isn't. That's E3. I know it is. It's crazy that it was four years ago. Oh yeah, this is it. Well, now it's... This trailer is so That's good. It's so much classic. better than the game was. It's so sad. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely come on. Sorry, I just had to see what it was. Could you hear? Where, where, where's the song at? You couldn't hear it on your end. 
Not the song. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm a... uh... This is such a good trailer. Like, I suggest if you're listening out there and you're a dork, um, YouTube Destiny Become Legend official trailer. This game looks. This game looks so cool. <laughs> I just sent it to Bill. This game looks so cool. Like, the game itself was alright, but the trailer looks so cool. I bought... I saw that trailer and bought a PS4, like, immediately. That's so funny. I mean, it was a console move. Oh, it definitely was. And when I bought my PS4, I bought it off some guy, like... Like, literally, he had, like, like back-of-the-trunk PS4s. Like, I was looking on Craigslist, and some guy was selling them for 300 bucks. They were 400 bucks at the time. And wow. I met him at I met him in, at some laundromat in Koreatown. And uh, <sighs> I know. And he pulls up his car, and I was like, all right, I got the cash right here, but you mind if I open it first? And he's like, that's cool, man, as long as you have the cash, right? And I'm like, yeah, I'll buy it if there's a PS4 in there. And so I opened it up, and I'm like, it's not like you're going to make a fake PS4, so here's <laughs> your money. Oh, my God. Yeah, those just fell off the truck. Yeah, it was brand new. I mean, it was brand new. Like, that's the thing. Like, you got to think of what it's worth. Like, you know, some people be like, oh, what if it was broken or something? It's like, nobody is going to go around and find a bunch of PS4 shells, you know, to, like, sell to make 300 bucks, right? Like, um, it's probably easier to find new ones. It's easier to find new ones, right, than to to find fake ones. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I still use the same PS4 to this day. That's awesome. And for, there was a time I worried like the cops were gonna like I was gonna get banned or something. Well, I, luckily we don't have any cops that listen to this show, so you're you're safe. Your secret is safe. Are you sure there's no cops listening to the show? Pretty sure. If you're a cop, write to us at yeah, techyapodcast right. If you're a cop and you gotta tell us, <laughs> that's the rules. All right. If you're a cop and we say, "Hey, are you a cop?" You gotta tell us you're a cop. You have to so, say it. Yeah. So if you email us techyapodcast at gmail dot com with the subject line "I'm a cop," then you've then you've done your due diligence. That's yeah. all. That's all I'm gonna say. Then we know. Yeah, and don't don't take my PS4. All right, please. Pretty pretty please. It was legit. You know, you just just bought ten PS4s and wanted to take a hundred dollar bath on each one of them. Just mm-hmm. a nice guy. So are you gonna buy an Nvidia video card or what? A new one. The 2060. We'll see. I, you know, I, I honestly, I don't know. I, I, everything's running pretty good right now. I don't have a need for anything bigger at the moment. But I, the fact that this does exist is probably going to be where I go. I'm probably going to stick with the 60 series, and you know, just wait for a nice. Um, third-party card you know maybe stick with msi and if it's in that 300 dollars range let's do it mm-hmm. i mean i'm probably more likely to get like an i7 because right now i have an i5 so i would rather because i do stream and and game on the same uh pc i would rather have the extra cores right now mm-hmm. than the gpu yeah i've really been thinking about upgrading my yeah. yeah, and I kind of just did this like, oh, like a year ago, <laughs> but 
Yeah, I'm like, this is something I really have. A, I was gonna be roasted. It's gonna be roasting, making these Big streams wild. happen. I know it's hard, man. It's hard. I I kind of got away from being a PC like hardware nerd, and since we started doing this podcast and all the streaming, and you know, we talked to all our our New England Plays friends, it makes me want to be like a hardware. Nerd. One bit. Yeah, it would be nice for videos to render quicker. Mm-hmm. Kind of would like that. I would like that too. But yeah, other than that, um, you know, that was the only story that's come out so far um, from CES. Everything, it kind of really kicks off tomorrow. Everything's so about to happen, next, man. Yeah, next week we're going to be telling you all about all the fancy new big TVs and all the driverless cars and refrigerators the, with uh, displays. Refrigerators, KitchenAid's new smart display, you know, yeah, bet, all kinds of fun stuff. I bet you there's going to be a refrigerator with an Alexa in it. It's going to be the refrigerator with a Google Home. It's going to be a washing machine with a Google Home. So stupid. It's going to be just everything smart. It's. I, I wasn't I, joking. Like, KitchenAid has a smart speaker. Do they have a smart mixer? Because if they don't, they will. They fucking better. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I, I, it's so hard to get excited for CES. It just, I feel like it's just not for me. But, um, all right, yeah. We can, uh, let's let's call it a day there. I think we've we've said a lot. Uh, we, we, we checked in with Maria. I hope we can check in again. Uh, Maria, definitely reach back out and let us know <laughs> how it went with the phone and how things are going with you, you know? And if Dan's around, I'd love to hear from him too. He's got to have some questions. I'm sure he does. All right. I'm sure he does. And I'd love, I'd love to hear him. Um, <laughs> and Bill, is there anything else you'd like to say before we go? Thank you guys for listening. Again, we will read any and all emails that you send. So if you have any questions. For Tony or myself, please email at techyapodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And if you you know anybody that listens to podcasts, forward this, see if they like it. Um, And if someone doesn't know what a podcast is, like my mom, like Julia, um, tell them what a podcast is. Whether it's our podcast or another one, I I think they'll appreciate it. Yeah, I agree. Um. Yeah, with that, we're out. Uh, if you want to find me, uh, my Twitch and Twitter are Toneface Killa. It's H at the end, uh, and that's Twitch and Twitter. And Bill uh, is Bill for Ellie everywhere, right, Bill? Everywhere. Or on Instagram is that Bill for Ellie too? Yep. Oh yeah. Dang, it really is yeah. everywhere, huh? I just yeah, dude. I just it's all about branding, consistency. All right, I'm thinking about changing <laughs> my name. So if you got any cool name ideas for my Twitch and Twitter. Oh, uh, that's a good idea. You can send those to me too, and we'll read them on. We'll read them on here. Yeah, if you have a new, if you have an idea for Tony's new Twitch and Twitter handle, email us. That's awesome. I'd love to hear it. Me too. <laughs> All right, love you guys. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace out. Take care. Take care. Bye.